It's finally here. Welcome to Do It With Dan. Entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mengena. Hello, Mary Jo. Hello, Dan. Yours better than mine. I'm a bit jealous. Can I redo mine again? Sure. I feel like I'm cheating. No, I'm, I'm going to let you have the win. I'm going to let you have the win. I got really competitive for a second. I'm We're all winners. We're all winners. We're all winners. We're all winners. Yes. We're all winners. It's a yes. pleasure and um, it's my honour and pleasure to introduce you to the podcast today. If you had to describe yourself for my listeners in 30 seconds or less, how would you do so? Interesting. I just celebrated a milestone birthday with a bunch of people who are very near and dear to my heart. And so I'm going to tap into the energy of that weekend event and say, I come from my heart. I come from my heart in everything, in every way. And that can be challenging and it can be so rewarding. And this is not who I always were, Mm -hmm. but over the course of time, I understand the power of coming from your heart, from Mm -hmm. coming from your heart center. So I'm a very open, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm, sometimes too open, (laughs) some people may say, but you know, that's like who I am. You You get, this is it, you know, you see what you, what you see is what you get. WYSIWYG. WYSIWYG? Yes. WYSIWYG. Oh, maybe. (laughs) What you see is what you get. Yeah, WYSIWYG. Okay. I remember wrong on an exam once. Got it wrong on an exam. Yeah, and it, oh it wow, me. that was like twenty years ago or something. And uh, eh. since then, WYSIWYG has always stuck with me. Always. All been. right then, that's the first time I've heard it that way. Yeah, but I'll I'll go with it. Go with it. It, it might yeah. be a, Briti- a, a British. Is it a Britishism? Britishism? British? A Britism? Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Talk to me about self love because. I love, I really, 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 when you sent over the information uh, about what you talk about, mm-hmm. I loved, because it, it, this fine line that you invite people to walk, I find so thoroughly interesting, because loving yourself and loving yourself, there's, there's, this, there's this dance that has to happen from a place within you and depending on where it comes from it can float to one side or the other right because if you truly love yourself then you can't falsely love yourself because that normally comes from a place of insecurity from a place of uh, low low self-esteem and that's not really self-love right correct correct there was, a, there was a um in a book called the richest man from Bab- in babylon there was a line that said the truly wealthy man does not laden down his pockets with gold. You know, if you're banging your chest, right. Right. um, Being lady, being a lady is like being powerful. If you have to say you are, then you're not right. Yeah. And what I, and I'm going to try to articulate this because sometimes I, I feel like I don't, I don't have the human vocabulary, (laughs) if you will. But for me, self-love comes certainly from your heart center space. And the other aspects that some people may think of when you talk about self-love come more from the mind brain where the ego can get involved. Yeah. And therein lies the self-doubt 
-hmm. about whether I'm worthy of this or I'm not. And simply because of who we are, we are all worthy of love. Mm -hmm. And being able to connect in that deepest part of who you are and loving that deepest part of who you are allows you then to share incredible love with anybody else. And I learned over years of challenges and ups and downs that I love best when I love me, Mm. that I love best. I love deeply. I love thoroughly, completely, and without any restrictions or expectations when I love me. Mm. Self-love is the right foundation for any love. It truly is. You know how they say, and this is so cliche, when you're on the airplane, the oxygen mask drops, put on yourself first. It's the same kind of thing. Mm. And we lose track of that. Children, (laughs) children love themselves unapologetically, unabashedly. They love themselves. And somewhere along the journey, that sense of self-love gets... uh, not ruined, not taken away, but just put off to the side. I think just you, you, it gets beaten out of us. I think um, life says, I think you said something um, about um, expectations of others, uh-huh. uh, this whole thing of uh, public persona um, and people's expectations and beliefs about what we should do, all the status quo stuff comes in. It's like, oh, I can't say that. You know, I can't be big you know big with my chest about how much I love me maybe because in some respects people don't want to have to face the fact that they're not loving themselves enough so seeing someone that loves themselves we we try to bring them down right and we see these people made low and we just don't want to do it anymore there's almost some kind of fear no yes and and along the lines of what what you're saying is we are programmed to believe that loving ourselves is very egotistical and selfish. And so when we encounter people who are very comfortable in who they are and love themselves, we may cast some judgment on them and call them egotistical Mm -hmm. and selfish and self-centered when in fact they have fully embraced who they are. Yeah. Fully embraced who they are. Now this doesn't mean they're perfect. Of course. It doesn't mean it's perfection. Sure. They, have, they have accepted, they embrace, and they love who they are. Hmm. And they're no longer going to do the editing or the hiding or the shying back. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, for me, that's just part of being an authentic person and living in an authentic state of being. Hmm. I agree. I agree. I think once we get the foundation right with anything Mm -hmm. everything once you've got from house building to relationships to business to a project whatever when you get that foundation right it doesn't matter what comes and and blows you what comes and attacks you or assails you you're going to you're going to withstand it and i think certainly it hit home for me more as i was doing some research into the material you gave me about the, the great work that you're doing is that when you make self-love, get selfish for just a little bit, not selfishly, um, not selfish in a negative, but lovingly selfish. Mm-hmm. Selfish sure. from an intention of self-love, 
for the intention of being a better contributor to your family, your partner, your relationship, your workplace, your community, whatever, that gives you such a strong foundation to go and just be a better human being. If everyone, if we had like a dedicated day of the year where everyone was just like, okay, I'm just going to love me today. I'm just going to think about me. What, how much of a better world? Would, let's start a movement. Let's start. <laughs> oh, I'm up with that. Pick a day. What day shall it be? National Self-Love Day. International Self-Love Day. For sure. Yeah. And but like you said, I think it's because society tells us it's wrong. So when we see in others, we make them low. And then when we see it in ourselves, we hide it or we suppress it and, and keep it in and start getting guilt and all this other nasty emotional energy wrapped up inside of us. And then we just end up just not being as free and as, as happy, right? Yes. Yeah. We start to feel like we're not worthy, that we are being egotistical, that we're putting ourselves before others, Mm. that who am I to love me the way I am because I'm not thin enough. I'm, I'm not pretty. I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm not because we are bombarded with who we're supposed to look like and what we're supposed to be. And that changes so often, right? Because in, ah, in, yes. in, the, in the 60s, Marilyn Monroe was the figure of perfection and she was a fuller size 16 woman. In my, right. in my personal opinion, a woman oh. should be a woman. That's just me. This little right. thick <laughs> stuff that people are striving for, like starving themselves and not eating and not just being happy, enjoying food or whatever. But... You know, fast forward ten years, and Twiggy was Twiggy was what we call beautiful. Oh my gosh, yeah, Twiggy, <laughs> bless her, bless you know? her. And I can o- only imagine what was going through her head through that whole experience. Mm. I can only imagine some of the. I, I'm sure she was riddled with self doubt all the time. And a lot of them are. I mean, you see a lot of these famous people who we're told to look up to as what we should be just end up being miserable. Was it a couple of years ago that? poor um, kid from glee took the own yeah life. right well um, and most recently kate spade yeah, i was about to say kate spade as well kate who, spade who you know to, was, was it versace which versace that killed himself or was he murdered oh he was murdered yeah that's i believe it. okay we'll put I, that one in i the think we'll put, <laughs> put that one in the book we'll have to but, do yeah. a little research on that but yeah like george michael mm-hmm. um george michael recently a lot of these people that we look up to um to look outside of ourselves for what we should be and give all of that love outside of ourselves and deny ourselves that love. And mm-hmm. they tend to not be all that joyful. Anyway. Despite all the love that's coming from other people, they still end up having that heart within themselves, right? It's disempowering. Mm-hmm. It's so disempowering. And we lose sight of a simple truth that happiness comes from within. Yeah. It doesn't come from outside people or stuff. All of that can enhance our level of happiness, yeah. but it has to start from within. Yeah. And if we can't love ourselves, it's difficult to find that inner happiness. <laughs> Let's face it. Well, I mean, you know? I mean come on. You can have the most beautiful tapestry, the most beautiful stained glass windows, but if that house has no frame, it has no foundation, it has no roof, then what use is it? Exactly. Right. It's just like there. Yeah. It's there. And 
and how can you appreciate that beauty if it's just almost in this state of limbo Mm -hmm. and uh, it, yeah, (laughs) I can say that when I, when this finally got into my being, Mm -hmm. the value, the importance of self-love, it, it was such one of those such light bulb moments Mm -hmm. and and all i want to do is invite people to explore that idea and Mm -hmm. try it on just try it on for a little bit see how it feels take i mean we we do um one of the tools that um that we look at for example in the intention paradigm is having a vip day Mm -hmm. just to start to feel a bit more love for yourself so that you can start to keep your eyes open for, for more happiness in your life. Right. Some self love, right? Some people yeah. say, no, I can't, you know, I can't really afford to take the time off to be going to a spa and just take some time loving yourself as a part of your day. And you know, the idea of going to a spa and all that is great. Mm-hmm. Yet what are other ways you can begin to develop that sense of self love that don't, involve a financial investment Mm -hmm. because let's face it there's a lot of people who are not able to do those sort of things Mm -hmm. and that's a fleeting moment Mm -hmm. so what are some other things we can do to generate a sense of self-love and for me one of those bigger things is to just carve out some time to be quiet and go within Mm-hmm. and check in with who you are call it mindfulness call it meditation yep. whatever you want yeah just go within do you like music Listen put music on that stirs your soul mm-hmm. and dance if you like to dance or just move to it and mm-hmm. and pay attention to how your body is moving through the the tempo and pay attention to the lyrics and yeah. how just is that feeling in your yeah. body mm-hmm. and just be with it and honestly, if you do that, you can't help but have this overwhelming sense of love. It's true. You just, it just happens because it's our natural state of being. Mm-hmm. To be in love with ourselves, with yeah. others, with, with the world. It's our natural state of being. Totally. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> I absolutely love that. Really and it's, it's drummed out of us. I know. I mean, I, I'm, the whole thing of, of finding a space for feedback from your environment and for, sh- and for to cut the inputs coming in just so you can have some quiet is, is something that I, I really do preach. It's important to have quiet time, time to check in, to see what's happening. Listen to those voices that are going inside of you. Where are those gremlins hiding? What's that small, st- that still small voice saying? What's the narrative that's going on within you? Right? Because that right. narrative tells you what it's so easy to see what's going on with your internal environment. And for me, I love this. Do you play backgammon? Do you know do you know the game backgammon? I don't play backgammon, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so for, for those of you that don't know what backgammon is, it's it's an old, old game. It's sort of what Ludo stroke Ludi um evolved into. You've got two sides and you've got your little pieces on the board, and you're trying to get your little chaps around and get them home. And based on the roll of the dice, you can decide how many, it tells you how many space you've got to go. Um, your little chaps can get eaten if they get hit, if they're by themselves. <laughs> <Eaten>. <laughs> but it's very much, it, there's very much a game of chance element to it, 
because mm -hmm. you are rolling the dice. But there's obviously strategy because it's not just uh, the dice you roll, it's what you do with the dice that you roll, right? Right. And I've always found that playing backgammon is amazing feedback for me as to my level of worthiness. Mm. Because mm. as I'm going round, I can literally pay attention to, well, oh, I'm not going to get a good dice. Oh, that's a crap dice. Oh. <laughs> I can literally, I've, I've found that backgammon is great feedback for me just to check what my internal environment is. You know, so I, I'll play on my, on my, on my handheld device. Um, sometimes I play with my partner as well. I, I taught her how to play. At first she didn't want to, and I taught her, and now she loves it. She's addicted now. She doesn't even <laughs> wait for me. She plays on her iPad now. Oh, don't play with you. Don't, I don't have to wait for you. But yeah, I can, I, you know, I'll make it best of five or whatever. And sometimes, you know, I'll be down 4-0, and I'll be like, okay, you know, I'm just enjoying the game and still having fun with it and, you know, and I'll come back and win the, the win the round. And sometimes you lose, but you still feel good. And other times it's like, you've lost one go. Oh my God, you know, I feel, it's just great. <laughs> There's so you many know, ordinary things that we do during the day that if we pay attention to how we respond to it, can be a great feedback for our internal environment, how we feel about ourselves and how we feel about mm -hmm. this, right? And it's all about build, building that personal awareness. Yes. Like you said, you know, checking in with how you're am i responding to this or am i reacting yes, and and you can you could take any game that people play mm -hmm. and say just pay attention to how you're you're reacting versus responding to that when you're not doing that well or when you're really kicking butt <laughs> and you're really you're you're going to be the champion you're taking yes. the trophy home yeah. you know so what does that wins. trophy look like? I had a few a few wins this week, and I, I realized after a couple of them that I wasn't celebrating. Like I, I wasn't celebrating them, and I was like, "Hang on a minute, we yeah. need to stop, take a minute, get into my heart center, and celebrate these wins because I'm letting these joyful experiences pass." Like, oh yeah, yeah, thanks for that joyful experience. And there's an element of lack of gratitude, ingratitude in there, mm -hmm. right? as well yes right 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 um, right doing yeah. some work on the redraft of stepping beyond intention uh yesterday on gratitude and one of the things i was looking at as well was even just in terms of dishonesty mm -hmm. so i was writing a chapter on that and what i was looking at is why do we lie about things right are we lying because we're denying the truth of the situation and therefore showing ingratitude for it are we lying out of fear of what a situation might become if the truth revealed from it and when, yeah. i think it's a both and which is why totally a both and and yeah. um, when you check in and say okay all right blah, 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 this ingratitude stuff is like it's so representative of our level of gratitude which then is a representative of the program that's running which ends up then projecting what our life is right you know so it's for that. Me, I realized when I wasn't doing the, the, cele the celebrating, it's like I was actually showing that I either I don't acknowledge it as a blessing and therefore I'm not enjoying a blissful, joyful experience at the time, or I don't expect there to be more of it and so I'm hedging it, you know? Right. Or I'm not worthy of it. Bigger. I'm not worthy of celebrating my successes, no matter how big or small they are. Yeah. Yep. And how, how often do we pat ourselves on the back? Mm. Rarely. 
because we're told we can't. We're told that that's, that's well, a bad thing. or we're told, oh, that's no big deal. People do that every day. Well, maybe they do, but damn it, I did it today. I had a hilarious story about that one actually. You know? I did um, I did a. Can I put it off the wall? Yeah, I can. I can put it off the wall. So I did a. Oh, it's backwards. But I did um, the walking on hot coals at Tony okay. Robbins. A yeah. Few years ago. And uh, I was so excited about it because, you know, walked on 2,000 degrees centigrade coals or whatever. And I came and I told my friend, I was like, yeah, you know, I walked on coals. He goes, yeah, loads of people do that. And he liked his back. <laughs> but I did it. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it's like, cheers. Thanks for, thanks for your loving support. Thanks for raining on my fiery parade. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, what, and the thing is, when people respond to us like that, when we share these celebratory personal moments and they respond, they have no idea what, mm. you know, the power of their words. Yeah, or and, they do and they're being deliberate, which is... And some people do. But when yeah. you love yourself, you don't feel the need to bring down other people as well, right? That's another... No, exactly, exactly. That's another thing. And, you know, you could counter that kind of response to well yeah thousands of people did it but i did it mm -hmm. I, I just did left it. it i mean i i picked yeah. up straight away the energy of what was going on there sure I was there like, you, you go me to win so no no and that's just a wing and and this idea of getting everybody convincing everybody over to our side all the time yeah again yeah the validation but if you have enough love for yourself then you don't need them don't feel the need to be validated by other people right right, right which has right. been a big thing in my journey, definitely. Um, oh, not, not yeah. The validation of others because I have enough love for myself. Mm -hmm. And that comes from, from worthiness, doesn't it? It you does. Know, it does. Within yourself so that you don't need someone else to, to qualify your worthiness, that outside qualification of it. Right. And if we could instill, well, not instill, but if we could um, fix that in our children and not allow it be tampered with and dampened down. I dare say we'd see a whole lot of these, um, well, and for the U.S., the school shootings that have been happening, where it's students that go in, they have no sense of self-love. Mm. And they don't have it because they haven't been raised in a loving environment. Mm. And that's no judgment of the parents or adults in their family because they may not know how to express love that's mm. another piece how do we how do we express it mm. so that it is received with the right intention mm. with the with the right um i don't want i don't want to say expectation but received with the right energy with the right, thank you, with yeah. the right energy. Exactly, exactly. And if you aren't raised in that environment, then how do you know how to love yourself and how to love anyone else? But love is something that, do you know what? I, it's like you said earlier, children unapologetically and unabashedly love themselves, but the yes. world trains it out of us, right? generally speaking. Yes. So isn't it really then just a matter of not teaching them to stand firm in that love so that mm -hmm. they don't lose touch with that love, that natural, because love is a natural thing. 
Absolutely, it's, it's our natural, natural state of being. Natural thing to to to, to, to for the heart. We're we're born with open centers, mm-hmm. and it's yes. it's life and stuff that happens, our choices and the results of those that then closes those up. And that's when you have to go and do those practices to actually unlock those centers and the heart center, because we feel so much as people, because obviously reality is energy moving at different frequencies. And a lot of that goes through that center that it is the anchor between the, the, I don't like to call them higher and lower centers, but the higher centers and the lower centers all converge Mm -hmm. there at the heart, not in terms of one being better than the other, but just in terms of- Right, yeah. Positioning. Yeah. yeah everything comes through it and when we can develop those practices as children and I, i'm really loving seeing so many people that are, that are just getting their children into the practice of living lives that are conducive to allowing things to flow through the heart instead of getting stuck there then the right just, it just keeps flowing it's like blood flowing through the veins if they're clogged you die right because that is not flowing through yes and while our children come into this world with that uh, that incredible knowledge and just state and way of being Mm. it does have to be nurtured Mm. because of all those influences that come from our external environment Mm. that can have them begin to question it before they even realize they're questioning it Mm. it just starts to happen on a rather subtle level Mm-hmm. You know, a simple, a simple example is I have a grandson and a granddaughter. I take them into the store to get a toy and it's still this boys toys here, okay. girls toys here. And if either of them cross the line mm-hmm. and want to pick from the color that isn't theirs, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thoroughly like, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Um, but Typically, that's not the message that gets sent to our children. Mm. Girls are pink, boys are blue. Mm. And that's still so prevalent in our society. That's a dualism. That's a dualism that arises. Yes. Or separation. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I love that science is now starting to acknowledge the, the, the fact that we are all a singular thing vibrating at different frequencies science yes this isn't spirituality this isn't yep pokem pokem this right. is people in the lab saying oh crap so <laughs> yes is the same thing vibrating at different frequencies <laughs> therefore there is literally no physical separation between me and you because we are literally the same substance just vibrating at different frequencies so the pink toy and the blue toy are literally the same essential substance vibrating at different frequencies. Exactly. Right? Exactly. I think that self-love from an energetic perspective is such a powerful thing because once you focus in on self-love, you then can, if you have the awareness, make the intention that you're connected into everything because you are everything and everything is you. Mm-hmm. And that love just goes out. And that's why I think when people do have that holistic, true, wholesome self-love, it does just make them generally nicer human beings because that love then just radiates out and just the connection to everything around them, which is everything that exists, just gets nice and groovy and, 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 and does its thing, right? Absolutely. And I can speak from personal experience that before I had this, ah, 
I was not a really very nice person. Mm. I was most, you know, people would have called me a bitch. <laughs> and, 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 and I get it. I, I you know. And, um, and I was. When I think back about past experiences, and now when I think back about them, I don't think about them with any shame or guilt attached, because that's who I was then. Yeah. Because I was, I was doing the best I knew with what I knew then. Mm-hmm. And all of that is what pushed me and cajoled me and nudged me down a path mm. to this, this understanding on a cellular level, because it's not spirituality, it's totally based in science. Mm-hmm. That self-love is it. It's love is all there is. Scientific formula, right? Yeah. And you know what? It's science coming together with spirituality. Yes. Because one does not exist without the other. It's, it's, again, it's the whole dualism thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. see things merge. We're starting to see the illusion of this separation disappear. This sort of yeah. Thing, oh, is it science? Is it spirituality? They're all the same. They're all the same thing. I mean, in relation to like um, religion and faith, I for about gosh, how long have I been doing this? About fifteen years. I've adhered to something that I call the purple brick theory, which is that everybody is looking at the same thing from a different angle. If you sure. take away language, human interference, regional tradition, things that have changed because of this mix and that mix, and take everything down to its root essence every single religion is saying the same thing absolutely every and what are they and what are they saying love yeah. is all there is <laughs> hello you could take the creation story and you can find a version of it everywhere from the aboriginals right through to the native americans mm-hmm. the northern aborigines you can take the story of of the garden of eden and find a variation of it from aboriginal dream time to uh ancient sumerian texts and fi- it, Seriously, the, se- the day that we all just realize we're all looking at the same thing, we all experience that same thing in different ways, and it's okay. It's okay that yes. you want to you worship Buddha. It's yes. okay that you want to pray five times a day and worship Allah. It's absolutely fine that you want to go to church on a Sunday. It's absolutely fine that you just want to go and sit with the trees and meditate, and that's how you connect mm-hmm. to the divine essence. I think the day that that happens, it's going to be such a beautiful day. It will be because everything, the the way all of that has evolved was to control us Mm -hmm. and instill fear. Mm -hmm. And now we're in that shifting of sands in this human experience that says, no, 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 wait a minute. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't want to live in a state of fear anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to be controlled by what you say is true. Mm. I'm going to know my truth and I'm going to explore that and I'm going to follow it. And that then brings that power back into me. Yeah. And it's not an ego based thing. It is totally a self love choice. I don't know how choice. else to say it. It's an empowering choice that just makes you a better human being. And it does. You can contribute to the fiber of society as a whole, to yeah. consciousness as a whole, in a much more loving and productive way, and push it forward in a, in a more loving, uh, lo- more loving direction. Right? 
Right, right. I mean, how else do those non-local group meditations have the effect that they have? Mm -hmm. So when you bring a group of people together to meditate on peace and love for a particular part of the world, mm -hmm. and you see crime rates and, and violence go down mm -hmm. for a while, uh, what more proof do we need? I mean, on, on the purpose <laughs> of that, with, with all of the workshops that we're doing, um, from specifically from July onwards, we've started organising it. Um, although the workshops run from the afternoon, in the morning, we're going to come together, every city where we're running a workshop or an event, and we're going to gather at least eight people and mm -hmm. sit down and meditate with the intention for peace for that city that we're in. Yeah. Because there's been such amazing quantifiable results based on right. what's happening with that. And Lynn McTaggart in her book, The Power of Eight. Yes, so, that's her book. Yeah. As well. When you come together with that focused intent as a group, spreading love, which is going to be all the more powerful when every single person in that group is coming in love with self-love, the force power that's going to be it's amazing. It's unstoppable. Unstoppable. It, because love is really all there is. Right. And it always has been, always will be. Mm. And it, the power of love, the energetic value, the frequency of love mm. is above everything else. Mm. And so the more we can stay in that space, the more we can stay at that energetic frequency mm -hmm. and not, not be pulled down or pulled back, the more we can stay there, people are just naturally gravitate to mm. it. And we don't, have to pre we don't have to preach it. We, we don't have to get out there with signs and, and demonstrate and all that. We can come together. We can meditate. <laughs> Why do you mean you don't love? What's the matter with you? No. <laughs> People are going to, they're going to be drawn to it because that's our natural state of being. Mm -hmm. And there, there's going to be a part of them that, that is, is remembering it. Remembering. Oh yeah. And that may not happen on a conscious awareness level, mm. but there's a piece of them that's going to be drawn into it. Yeah. And so I stand in love and love will see the way. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I, want, I want to give the listeners to find out a bit more about the work that you actually do. Okay. <laughs> oh, you want me to just run with that? Yeah, just, just run with it. <laughs> okay. Just, just take it. Okay. All right. <laughs> so I, I consider myself an empowerment coach and primarily I do work with women, mm -hmm. although I don't limit that. Yeah, of course. My experience has been working with two different demographics of women, women who have chosen to get out of domestic abusive situations mm -hmm. and then women who are transitioning from incarceration back into the community. Okay. And what I've discovered through working with these women is their sense of self-esteem, self-worth, and self-love. They don't even believe it exists. Mm -hmm. And so we spend a lot of time in reconnecting with that. that. And then that's when I bring in the concept of feeling empowered. Until they understand that they have given away all of that to someone else, something else. It's difficult for them to 
even entertain the notion of loving themselves. Mm. And so it's a, it's a, it's a step-by-step process and they all move at their own pace. And so we begin by talking about thought processes they have and beliefs and emotions and how emotions are tied into our thoughts and belief systems and how it can just keep reaffirming and regenerating the same thoughts and beliefs. And how do you switch that up if, if it doesn't feel like it's you anymore? So what do you, you know, you've got this thought that I made a choice, I committed a crime, I have spent time in prison, and I will always be a um, drug pusher, whatever you want to call whatever Mm. behavior got them there. Mm -hmm. So they're constantly identified as that. Mm. The women who are in the shelter, they identify themselves as weak as unlovable, Mm -hmm. as not being able to protect themselves or their children. So it takes time for them to shift that and not carry shame and guilt forward into the next expression of them. Not not to cut your flow, but just on that point, one thing that I I pump all the time, and in fact, in the, um, the, the most recent question and answer session that we hosted on Friday, same thing even if you're just 15 or 20 years old you spent 15 or 20 years learning to be the person that you are i'm right. sure if someone's got children right probably at least mid to late 20s if not 30s or mm-hmm. older, that means they've literally spent decades learning to be a certain person that person that they've learned to be is a person that's made the choices that have got them where they are exactly and so how do you how do you uh, flip a switch <laughs> to change that And this is what I say to them. There is no flipping a switch. It's a journey. It's a process. And each one of them will move at their own pace. And that's the other piece I want them to understand is that moving forward, there's no right or wrong way to do it. They're Mm going to find the path that works best for them. Mm -hmm. And we, I also talk a lot about um, intuition and being able to trust their intuition again Mm-hmm. Because now they say, well, I paid attention to that voice and then I made that decision and yeah. that put me where I am. Yeah. Okay. They, they start right. to make, make self-awareness a disempowering state instead of it. Exactly. Being- exactly. So let's focus on the positive and the powerful of your intuition mm-hmm. and moving forward. I also bring in a little bit, not too much, of the science that heart math and other other organizations that have been researching the heart bring into play to follow what your heart is telling you to do Mm -hmm. because your heart will not steer you wrong. Mm -hmm. It's when we let the mind brain with its logical sequencing interfere and (laughs) (laughs) when we lean on that, that's more than likely going to, have us make choices that are less than good for us. Yeah. So less joyful choices. Right. Come, come from just as we started out this conversation, come from your heart center. Yeah. And then I do, um, you know, we talk about the energy of words, Mm -hmm. how you speak to yourself and how you, and we do actually, yeah. And how do you speak to your children? Yeah. You know, and, 
what did people say to you growing up? And do you, is that how you want to speak with your children? So it's, it's kind of this, it's, it's a big thing. It's focused very much on them, but they also show them how moving forward, it will affect others in their world, yes. whether it's their children. And then the one piece that is really big that we talk about is forgiveness. Yes. Forgiveness is big for both of these demographics, mm -hmm. both a huge, huge and forgiveness for themselves, mm -hmm. for making the choices that they made. Mm -hmm. And then forgiveness for the women who were in abusive environments, okay. forgiving the abuser. Exactly. We're not letting them off the hook. No, but when you forgive people, you forget you 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 free yourself more than you free oh, you let go. You, yeah, yeah. You know, forgiveness is a ball and chain, man. If we don't mm -hmm. forgive, mm -hmm. you can't move forward into mm -hmm. living a life of joy mm -hmm. and full of love. And I I know that from personal experience too. So, um, forgiveness is a big thing. Yeah, I, I'm very hot on forgiveness and. Um, um, uh, the radical forgiveness stuff that Eckhart yes. talks about. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. On that, in in step beyond intention, in clearing, that really is the apex of everything. All of the clearing really is about forgiving yourself for everything that's come up. Right. One of the most, the, the ultimate way to clear emotional baggage, um, stuck states, to break free is just to forgive, and it's a practice that takes time to learn. To learn, learning that. You're forgiving because essentially there is nothing to forgive because none of it really happens. <laughs> duh. You know? yeah, duh. Radical forgiveness yes. is such a strange concept to wrap your head around because if someone punches you in the face, that person punched you in the face. Right. You know, right. saying it didn't, we're not saying, oh, there was no, we're not putting our head into this, oh, I wasn't punched in the face. That no. was a tickle. You know? <laughs> but letting go of the emotional charge attached to the experience. Right. Right. And if you can, you know, and especially the women in the shelter, when I ask them, if you can, for a moment, put yourself in your abuser's shoes, mm -hmm. just for a moment. And do you know their full and complete story? Do you mm -hmm. really know everything they've experienced in their life mm -hmm. that brought them to be this person who physically or emotionally or vocally mm -hmm. is lashing out. Mm. Now we're not absolving them of their no, behavior or their choices, no. but when you begin to look at it from that perspective, it's easier to develop compassion mm -hmm. towards them. And forgiveness is right there when we can feel compassion when we can feel compassion for the people we feel have harmed us and hurt us, mm -hmm. forgiveness just comes along for the ride. Yeah. <laughs> you almost don't have to consciously say, I forgive them. Mm -hmm. The act of feeling compassion towards them, it's in there. It mm -hmm. just does it. So it is. It's so powerful. And when these women get it, when they, when I could just, I can watch them as we talk about this, when it finally sinks in with them, what that all means. The shift. Oh, they all take this huge breath and there's so much that is released. Yeah. And it's beautiful to watch and humbling. 
and humbling. I find it. Right. Yeah. When you let go of the crap associated with other people's choices, it you up to make better choices for yourself. Right. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And your heart just opens. Mm. Definitely goes on that. Mary Jo, it's, it's been good a, stuff. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure um, sharing space with you today and just talking about some love. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to call this episode Love, Love, Love with Mary Jo. I think. Oh, okay. I, I love it. <laughs> uh, I've seen, seen you in a few, well, it's not a few weeks. I've seen you soon. <laughs> I've seen you soon. A <laughs> couple months. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a couple months. It'll be a couple of months. I just look like, yeah. what's this time stuff anyway? Eh? I know. It's, it's an illusion. It's <laughs> um, yeah. I'm actually going to be, um, we, we've got the green light that um, someone with a very, very big redemption story, uh, the fresh start, has agreed to our proposal to do a joint a joint uh, event that's going to be in Los Angeles next April. So I'm going to touch base with you on that because um, we may get you to come and do a bit of um, delivery just based on the work that you're doing with, with the, the, the women coming out of prison and stuff. Um, I'll talk to you a bit more about that offline. Uh, okay. Yeah, because we haven't signed contracts. We've just had agreement to proposal. Okay. Uh, very, very exciting. Um, <gasps> Ooh! Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Have you got anything that you'd like to share with the listeners before we sign off? Uh, just, you know, if, you are, if you're trying to figure out how to connect with love of yourself, find somebody and hug them. Mm. And just relax and receive that hug. Mm. And I dare say if you do that, you're going to feel that heart center start to crack open a little bit. Mm. Just hug. Yeah. I'm a big hugger. Yes. Hug. Well, I'm coming for one of those in a couple of months, apparently. Yes! <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm so excited. So excited. My love to you. Thank you so my much. My love for your to you. Time. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening as well. I hope you've enjoyed my little chat with Mary Jo about love, love, love. Um, do tune in next week when we're going to have another inspiring guest talking about something cool or, or, or other. <laughs> Tune on Friday for my question and answer session with Emily. Once again, I don't know what she's going to ask. Let's see what she comes up with. Tune in on Thursday for the motivational podcast with Jade Stoner from Success Boutique. Once again, this has been Do It With Dan with my beloved friend, Mary Jo. Signing off. Kisses to you two and asking you to keep dreaming with your eyes open. Bye for now. All right. Thank you. Do it with Dan, with your host, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm, Daniel McGenna. We'll be right back. Guys, I love you. Do you love me? Really? Show me. Show me that you love me. Ratings, please. Reviews, please. Let me know how I can serve you better with this podcast. Uh, We've got new series coming out. We've got more content coming your way. Um, If this is serving you, seriously, share it. If it's not serving you, let me know how. Really want to hear from you. Love and light and keep dreaming with your eyes open. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Duo with Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit dmpotv.com. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan.